big I couldn't swallow. Scar and I had formed a relationship after we started sharing a cell, towards the end of my first year inside. For me, it provided a much-needed distraction, a way to make the banality of prison life bearable. I'm taking you to a pub first, she said, when we finally moved apart. We'll celebrate with a bottle of champagne. Everything else can wait, so get in the car, sit back and relax. I sat back in the front seat of the ageing fiesta, but I couldn't relax. Too much to see and too many thoughts to process. For one thing, I had to remind myself that I got my identity back. I was Lizzie Wells again. Twenty-seven, light brown hair, dark brown eyes, almost perfect teeth. In prison, the screws had labelled me a troublemaker because I found it hard to control my temper and would always answer back. That was why I didn't get released any earlier. But then they were constantly trying to rob me of my self-respect. They were still at it even up to a few days ago. You were a looker when you came in here, Lizzie, one of them had said. But you look like shit now. I doubt the blokes would still want to pay you for sex. Good job you're now a dyke. She was right about the way I looked, but the jury was still out on the other thing. In prison... Scar and I had become soulmates and sexual partners. The bond between us was strong and intimate. But freedom gave me the option to return to being straight, so my sexuality was among the issues that I would need to address. I would, of course, but in my own time. And time was something I'd become far more conscious of. In prison it passed slowly. I counted the hours and days, and often my head was filled with nothing but the loud ticking of an invisible clock, Now time was going to burn like a fuse. I was sure of it. There were things to do, people to see. The monotony of prison routine was behind me. The pace of my new life was set to blast me into orbit. For the first time in years, I felt glad to be alive. But my newfound freedom was already filling me with trepidation. A lot had changed since I'd been banged up, and I was fearful of not being able to cope. I realised suddenly that I hadn't really prepared myself mentally for the chaos of life on the outside. I'd been too wrapped up in what I planned to do. Scar turned into Parkhurst Road. It was heavy with traffic and noisy as hell. The wail of a police siren made me jump and set my teeth on edge. We stopped at some lights. A party of primary school children in bright red uniforms started crossing the road. Their animated chatter made me smile. We then continued along Parkhurst Road and swung left into the much busier Holloway Road. Here the pavements were lined with shops and packed with pedestrians. As we drove on, I took it all in. Cars crawling by in a welter of exhaust fumes. A young mum pushing a pram. A couple of teenagers holding hands and laughing. An elderly woman struggling with two heavy Tesco bags. Normality the everyday things you take for granted until they're taken away from you. I'd missed so much of everything, and I felt bitter about that. There's a pub on the corner, Scar said. The champagne is on me. I reached out and touched her knee. Thanks for being so thoughtful, I said. It's no more than you deserve, babe. Life's been a bitch to you, and it makes me want to cry just to think about it.
The boozer was called the Red Lion. It was just off the high street and more than a little drab on the outside. I couldn't remember the last time I'd been inside a pub or who I'd been with. It was a long time ago, though. Before that fateful night, my favourite tipple had been vodka, lime and lemonade. But I was also partial to bottles of potent German lager. For a time back in those days, binge drinking had been a problem, along with Class B drugs. It was no wonder that I got into such an awful mess with my life and ended up in Holloway. The champagne tasted strangely medicinal, and the bubbles tickled my nose and made me sneeze. Scar laughed and poured herself a glass. Just a small one for now because I'm driving, she said. We can let rip tonight when I don't have the car. The pub was small with a clean floor and dimpled copper tables. A few people were propping up the bar, office types mostly, on early lunch.